2: <laughs> ah,
0: welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest where in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <sighs> identity, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Mm. Food for Thought, farting on dicks since 2006. No! Doesn't if make sense. Just kidding. Not wait, 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 I just like to write. Not all of us. I just like to like
3: oh, Wait, farting? I, farting on dicks is like when you just have air in you from being pounded so hard and yeah, then you push the air that. out
1: literally physics and,
3: and I, I <laughs> that is really hot to me both as a bottom and a top when mm. I know I'm cl- when I know oh the fart is God. just like luby air okay yeah.
0: luby air is, yeah. that, Lube-air, is Lube-air. that your is your that drag your- <laughs> name
2: <laughs> yes! ladies and gentlemen
0: please
1: welcome on the stage
0: luby air and you just get on and go <laughs> <laughs> that's it I say? am
4: confused have you ever used
0: um Flavored condoms?
4: Yes. Yes. By accident. Okay. In college.
0: They're actually not for anal sex. No. They're, no. For, oral They're sex. for oral sex. Yeah. Right? To yeah. promote
1: healthy oral sex or yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. But I've never... Would never. Would never. No great great in theory, not in practice. No. Fran has, mm, um, how do, do you, great what's theory? the word, uh, taste? Yeah.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. Have a standard.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: just honestly like the taste of dick. It's I so same. good.
1: It's so much Dick-flavored flavored, flavored <laughs> Joe. Joe oh almost said a smittig. Dick-flavored <laughs> condoms
0: I mean, why funny. not make it more complicated? <laughs> That's a like, good. a clean no. dick.
4: You know what I mean?
0: Like, maybe not... Or, or maybe there was like different shades. There's like the boyfriend. after. Mm. There's like the after gym dick. Maybe But, like
3: when they shower before the gym. Sometimes I have my boyfriend shower before the gym so I can suck his sweaty post gym dick. But it's like clean mm. dirty. Okay, that's nice. you just uh, honestly, honestly well, that's nice. that's that's a lot. and Mass. they say romance is dead. Okay. Producer Alex is shaking her head. <laughs> so, so much to ask. Ask. And we got a laugh out of the audio producer for the first time. No,
0: that's, yes. not, oh my that's God. not what it was. Anyway, I,
1: I'm so sorry, everybody. Not uh, laughing with you. <laughs> I'm At fine you. with that. I am okay. I know you are.
0: I am Tommy Intibes, Pico, an indigenous American poet, screenwriter, single, and actively mingling, mm. and
1: facing the latter half of my mid-30s. My sexuality is being asleep. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Fran. I'm a writer. I'm an editor. And this week, Jane Fonda asked me my pronouns. Oh, so wow. Oh wow. I really, honestly, I don't have anything else to do. This is my peak. <laughs> I'm done.
4: She can literally die happy. Hi, I I'm Dennis Norris II, and I'm a reader and a writer, a lapsed violist. And this morning, I had a salami Sammy, and I'm going to leave it up <laughs> to y'all to determine whether or not that's a literal salami sandwich or a literal man named Sammy with a delightful salami. No. It's a sal-
3: it's a spicy salami. <laughs> no, no. And, was and it provolone oh, no, cheese? And it was <laughs> very spicy. I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, and I always thought IPA stood for I pound us.
0: Oh. oh, okay. I'm kind of <laughs> that's whimsical. That would be That's funny. whimsical <laughs> delivery. Oh. That's <laughs> <totally mad. laughs> if it came from me, it would be a gangbusters.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, Dennis. Why don't you tell us what we got on the menu today? For tonight's episode, Teebs asks how far we've been. We offer truly sage advice. For our main discussion, we get centered, and for dessert, we get just a little bit blacker.
3: Mmm, in a way.
0: time we start the top of the show the way any good top should with a little tease our uproarious appetizer segment amuse boosh and to amuse your booshes this week i have a game it's a new game
3: we are so scared
2: we're
0: premiering uh called as a thought i have dot 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 oh because one of the things that i've found um you know being on the road and like talking to fans like interacting with people is that they love how candid we are And that we tell on ourselves all the time. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And that ostensibly we're whores. Um, Mm -hmm. I am disgusting. Ostensibly. And as a representative of queerness, I think that it's important to keep it real. And sometimes keeping it real means are we actually as slutty as we say we are or Uh, are we
4: not?
0: So I'm going to start one. Every single one is as I thought I have. I'm gonna ask the question. Then you have to say whether or not you have done that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god! Okay. Oh so god. it's our version of Never Have I Ever, right, but right, right, right. yes, I absolutely turning have.
3: it into the affirmative. Yes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> as a thought, I have. I'm gonna start it out very vanilla. Mm, so okay. as a thought, I have made out with a friend.
1: Yes. All the time. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. I've made out with uh, friends of my ex. <laughs> uh, which is a little different. It's it's it it's it's a little well, more I mean, pointed. They were just people that I had wanted to fuck for a very long time, mm. and it, and then I actually didn't like the revenge aspect of it, but I did like the sex, and so I continued having sex with some of them. You um, remain
1: being unbearably ethical. Yeah, um, I, I fully, <laughs> so
3: annoying. I fully well. Also, I told my ex that I had sex with one of his friends. I also oh, had a person I had a huge crush on throw himself at me, uh, who was best friends with. One of my exes
4: and I said no. Aww,
2: oh, stupid!
4: stupid. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have absolutely made out with um the exes of my friends. Okay, and it's and been glorious. continue to be shameless about yes. it. Yes, I, yeah. Love Listen, that. you you you
0: cut them loose. So, all right. As a thought, I have been in a threesome.
2: <laughs> yes, uh-huh. <That's> softballs. <laughs>
4: Yes, twice. Both of them were trash. Uh, Looking for a good... A, a, a third time's the charm, though. I definitely can barely handle a twosome. So. <laughs> <laughs> not, my,
1: not my cup of tea.
0: Tommy? Uh, yes, um... As a thought, I have been spit-roasted in a threesome. Yep. Because mm. that is actually one of my fantasies. It's so fun. Honestly, what's the point of being in a threesome if you're not the one who's getting spit-roasted? It's so fun.
1: I've always wanted to be a giant hunk of meat. <laughs>
4: Absolutely everything yeah, I've ever yeah. wanted. No. Not quite, but almost. In my
0: first impure thought of the show, I described it as being a we- feeling like a weird accordion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> you were being
0: played. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, my God. Uh... As a thought, I have been
1: in the peanut gallery at a sex party. Yep. Mm-mm. As the observer, yep. no. sex party is not really my tea. Gotcha.
2: Same. But is... I'd,
1: I'd, I would never be a watcher. I would. Be, I would get way too anxious. Mm-hmm. I would have to be involved or not there at all. It's okay. actually
3: for me. Uh, this is Joe. It's it's one of the ways that I make going to sex parties less pressure and more fun. That I'm like, oh, if I just go and watch, it's still hot because you know it's like watching porn in real mm-hmm. yeah, life. That's a great way it sort to frame of it. Takes the pressure off of me to do a certain thing, and it's like, oh, if I go and no one finds me hot, I'm gonna be so embarrassed. No, I'm just gonna go and watch and that, if that's all I get that's great that's already and also, really And so that's good. what
0: some people want. Yeah yeah yeah. They're yeah. their exhibitionists. They
3: want to be watched yeah. and if you get off by watching it's like a really nice way to have a low pressure sex party experience.
0: As a thought I have been ass up at the sex party. <laughs> <laughs> this is really only for you cuz yeah. uh, I mean, like yeah. are we even playing? I have actually no. only
3: ever bottoms. I have been ass up at the sex party but it's only ever been for uh, a person that I know.
0: The
1: person I'd go to the party with. Mm.
0: Oh, interesting. As a thought, I have taken someone's pants
1: off with my teeth. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> that is one of your favorite things to talk about, Tommy. You're just asking just this for bragging. you so you can talk
4: about it. <laughs> it's so
0: fun, though. It's definitely a sober move. I, I have, have to pulled say. underwear off with my teeth. Nice. Oh, yeah, Pants yeah, yeah, yeah. is impractical. <laughs> mm. It was denim, the button and the zipper. Thank you so much. After all oh. of that
3: work that was done on my orthodontia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, as a
1: thought, I have done face and hand stuff in public.
2: Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, like, not just like yeah. face and hand stuff, like, like, uh, like full hand inside pants, mm. like, just like fully cupping finger in the butthole in a, yes. in a crowded room where where was this where what pub, how public uh, is public i mean wow i mean let me just go through the catalog <laughs> the <laughs> times that i've done this because it's my favorite thing to do um i mean i've done this at a birthday party like wow. a not, a not that crowded birthday party wow. i've done it at parties that i've thrown when i used to throw parties at the standard in East yep. village um, I've done it at crowded gay parties. I am shocked. Oh, it's oh, no, my favorite. The I've done it
0: subway. I've no, done it,
1: I've done it in an empty stairwell in a warehouse in Bushwick. Okay, yes! well, that's
0: like a thought rite of passage, so. right?
1: <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. um, as a thought, I have Estee D sucked a dick
1: at the gym. No, I wish. No. I, I hate the gym mm. and I and I hate everyone at the gym. What and about I would you don't have to not
3: hate someone to suck their D, friend.
1: No, I that's it is actually a thing. What right? about wow. at your boxing gym when they turn the lights off? No, because it's I'm only in a room with straight white women.
2: <laughs>
1: Literally truly the There's target no demographic of boxing. I, for the context, I, I go boxing every day and I'm I'm there with just thirty other white ladies. <laughs> uh,
3: other being the key word there.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um Um, As a thought, I have, and you partially already answered this, but done sex stuff in a bathroom
1: during a party. Oh, yes. Oh. At least twice. Oh, no, many, much more than twice. (laughs) Uh, uh, My favorite was um, uh, on, okay, New Year's Eve a few years ago, I had promised myself that I would not like have sex with anyone terrible as like my New Year's resolution. Oh,
4: I remember. I that. Remember this. It it took mm-hmm. you all
2: of 2, two hours.
4: Well, <laughs> here's the
1: thing. Different witnesses say what time I went into the bathroom mm. to get plowed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so according to my Can we my roll memory, the security tapes really quick? <laughs> yes. According to my memory, I did it. like 20 30 minutes before midnight (laughs) and this guy was garbage like an ex from like two years before from indiana just trash person and he got frankly less attractive with age Mm. and then uh other sources say that it was an hour after midnight
0: wow so it took you one hour
1: to break your new year's resolution allegedly (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) the sources have not been corroborated
0: um As a thought, I have done sex stuff in the bathroom during a baby shower. <laughs> okay, Tommy, would you like to share something? I also planned the baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> And ah, the look on producer Alex's face. <laughs> she have have is say. done. Well, the thing, the great thing about like the people who I know who've had children and who've had baby showers is like they didn't want to do the games. They didn't want to do the presents. Right. They just wanted their friends to come over and drink. And okay. I was like, I can make that happen. Right. And then, you know, I was like one of the groom's like childhood friends. And it just kind of. Well, anyway, I'm not going to say any more about that. Wow. Um, as a thought, oh. I have done a
1: line off someone's dick.
0: I've, I've never done cocaine. Uh. Uh,
1: I, you know, what's so funny is I was talking to my friend last night, who uh, happens to be a porn actor, uh, Ty Mitchell. If you're listening to this, uh, and he was telling me about how he had a rule at a party wherein um, he would only do blow if people, if other people would do it off of his asshole. Oh, okay. Which was a shock from I would never heard of that before. Mm. Which I, but I, that sounds wow. sounded appealing to me. The wow. physics of off that a dick, are not a little... so much. I be, well. I, I, it's I, about, it goes right in the little divot before the hole. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know there's yeah, a yeah, little wow. divot right before
2: the hole? Like the, the little right pocket? up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I but, would b- see that after the really tailbone. Good. Yes.
0: As a thought, I have used cummies as lube. Oh, no. yes. Yes.
1: Yes.
3: Yes, I
0: have. have. Have you done it
3: with one person's cummies for
0: another
1: person? No. No. <laughs> no. I, I definitely I have did as do well, that. but it's not my tea. It's not my tea.
0: <laughs> okay. As a thought, I have... Shat on someone's dick or left an elf shoe on the sheets.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah.
4: Never. I have not. You told us about an elf shoe recently. I, that was me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, no. And it was a little skid mark,
0: maybe, Dennis, that you left. You're the only person who's ever said skid mark on this show. <laughs> no. I definitely have maybe twice. And I remember afterwards, I was so ashamed. And then my friend uh, John Joseph was like. Oh, for the love of God! It's a butt, and shit comes out of it. It's not like (laughs) it's not like oh, like shit came out of your ear. You know know what's
1: so funny? I like wasn't ashamed because I was so mad about my sheets. (laughs) (laughs) I have nice sheets. Like those are that's an investment.
3: I do wash and fold, and I sometimes wonder what the wash and fold people think. Oh, they are judging judging the the things that I the travesties that I have brought to the wash. Oh, I really should Oh, oh
0: my too. god. <laughs> um as a thought I have caught a little bit of dookie while giving a rim job.
1: Oh yeah, I have that's fed not. a
3: little bit of Dookie while getting a rim job. Uh, oh,
1: that's oh my, oh my god. god! It was an accident, not a king shame. But that is—it was
3: not a king. It was not. It was not on purpose. This,
4: mm. this was purely. There un- was I too much 7-Eleven pizza that day. Yes, <laughs>
0: No such thing as too much
1: 7-Eleven pizza, oh, Tommy. You're religious <laughs> um, oh. Sometimes, I mean, didn't we have a story? Didn't we have an impure thought about someone who was eating And <laughs> The guy farted into their mouth. <laughs> Oh, uh, I feel like that's something we said on the podcast. Anyways, just wanted to
4: recall bye. that.
0: Well, thank you so much for playing. This is I thought I have. Disgusting. We are actually way more disgusting than I thought we
4: were. <laughs> I didn't know about all that. Wow.
0: <laughs> I am not surprised.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Cha ching! Get out your coin purses, benches. It's time for Penny for Your Thoughts. You! That's
1: right. And. Today, we have some questions from the audience uh, over tour, because while we were, you know, touring, we had uh, k- crowdsourced a lot of different questions and night could after not, night. Yeah, could yeah. not answer so all of them. Yeah, and some of y'all are just truly... Just help. <laughs> help. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, we can't really be the ones to help you, but, no, no, no. but nevertheless, we will. Uh, <laughs> first one's a bit of a softball, <laughs> to say. Um, Stretch <laughs> it over my face, yes, <laughs> oh my uh, God. as you will. Uh, advice for first-time users of cock rings. Oh, hmm. huh. I think actually, pre- let's preface this with what is a cock ring, okay. Joe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, it's um. They can be made of metal. They can be, they're can. they typically made of some sort of stretchy rubber or plastic. And they uh, are a little circle, a little ring that you put over uh, your anatomy. Your little dicky and ballsy goes through there. <laughs> I um, don't like euphemisms when we're talking blood. about yeah. sex. The, the, <laughs> the way in which they work is that um, it helps you stay hard mm-hmm. because um, the blood flow into your dick is uh, through the base, and the blood flow out of your dick is through the surface, so it mm-hmm. kind of traps the blood flow out of your dick, which is what makes your dick hard. Would you say it keeps um, you engorged? It keeps you engorged. Engorge, right. um, it also
1: makes it look perky. It's like a facelift yeah. for your penis. It's a
3: facelift, a facelift <laughs> for your peen, and uh, sort of, you know, if you have issues, that, like, oh, I know a lot of people who have issues uh, issues when they top with just that feeling of like i'm worried that it's not going to get or stay hard mm-hmm. and a cock ring can help with that it's just yeah. a little you know confidence booster
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so first-time users
1: ha- has any who here has used a cock ring i've used it all the time i've also yeah. used I've, i have a you're co- using it right now I'm <laughs> i have a cock ring that's attached to a butt plug it's a cocktail. Oh, They're so fun. Cocktail oh. cocktail so cocktail. Cocktail cocktail. So two fun. for one, and that—that that sounds like a good time. Fu- it's a That's little. Like- I mean, it's a little bit of like a you know, y- you have some assembly required kind of <laughs> moment. But, but like, it, it, I, I do adore it. It's um, like one of those things that, like, like a, like a earring that goes to a nose ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's literally exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like those faggots that like went to Urban Outfitters once and they have the nose ring attached mm, to the earring. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um. Anyways. Uh I how do you find the right size? I uh well, it depends on what kind of pain you have. Yeah. <laughs> and what kind of ball? It's like a
3: lot of the ball thickness as
1: well. Okay. But mm. I, I do feel like they really I have only ever seen like two sizes. Did they let like like you a try a them on? They don't. Yeah. How- they have like so, very big ones and very small
0: ones. How do you have you ever like put on one that was a little too small and you were like mm-hmm
3: yes and so it's 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 good in general the the stretchy ones if you're a first- time user mm-hmm. uh, you can go a little bit you can get one a little maybe smaller than you think you need but you can really stretch them quite large so that is a good way to start uh, if you don't quite know your size yet also I have the issue where like uh, I have a little bit of a big ball situation so <laughs> the, the metal ones I can't get. On because it doesn't like yeah I only use t- rubber I don't so, have any metal. Uh, you know I th- I think that get the more forgiving to begin with that you maybe start with something not super duper tight and see how it mm-hmm. feels and then maybe get tighter as
1: you have a little more confiance and you don't have to wear it during sex. I mean True. I've I've talked about this on the pod like one of the hottest things I've ever seen was this guy that I was at a swim party. Where he was just like wearing one under his speedo. And I was so like, just oh, that's for fun. So it hot. made it made the bulge a little bit better. It did make mm. the bulge a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, on food for thought, we love we the bulge. love a bulge. I am a non-binary trans person, and I recently got a job at a bakery. All my coworkers are lovely cis hat women. Boo! And hey. due no, 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 to right, a right. glorious typo, refer to the bowl scrapers as bowel
2: scrapers. <laughs> <laughs> no, this oh, is wild.
1: God.
2: God. I would wow. pay. Wow.
3: wow. Can wow. you please tell, slide into the DMs with
1: where this bakery is? Can there. you please record please. some of this? <laughs> they say, "How do I explain to them that they're making the greatest gay joke of all time?" Okay, that's an easy answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Altogether, you, you don't. You don't do absolutely not. not. No, no, no. Just this is a gift. Let
2: Carry that Blessing absolutely. into the world. Yes. Let it ride by
0: telling them you would be blocking that blessing, and you don't yeah. want you don't want to, want to.
2: we no. don't want blessings don't want in 2020 blessings. No, 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 no 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 take yeah no. count your
1: blessings and that's one of them Bowels, please Bowels, make it into a tiktok and add god. us please yes, yes please. I, oh my god that would go viral so, so fast. glad that we addressed that anyway <laughs> you're welcome how do you navigate professional especially academic spaces where queerness and sexuality are censored or deemed inappropriate joe I mean, we all,
3: str- you know, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Tommy <laughs> is a professional poet, so might not deal with this. And,
0: oh, right. And I'm also at the house all the time. And actually, you know what? It is queer. I police queerness in my house, for sure. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, you know, I'm an academic. It's hard. I mean, I think that there isn't a right answer for for everybody. Um, because, I
1: yeah, Sorry. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I am very, very queer at work, but it's been a journey. I started out being a little less queer and I would like not have my hair cut into a fashion mullet or not wear... Uh, Fingernail Wait, you polish. A at one point? I did the fashion mm-hmm. one, uh, and I would no. and I would cut it off before sure. I would teach because it just I didn't feel comfortable being that visibly queer in the classroom. And as well, to- I, I would have asked you to cut no. it off,
1: be be just be a <laughs> you should for, not for the a sake bullet. of our so, eyes, yeah. maybe yeah. Uh, unseemly uh,
3: yes. had the heteros were right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, for I, once. I, I think you know there is risk in being visibly queer at work when you work in conservative mm-hmm. spaces. You, the fact of you being there challenges the status quo. So there's really no right or wrong answer um and you know having trusted people in those spaces is important having mentors really helps and then trying your hardest to find uh Academic or professional spaces that are more accommodating,
1: more accepting of your full humanity. What do you think, Fran? I feel like there are a lot of people uh, who might be listening that'll be like that would have expected us to be like, "Fuck the patriarchy, fuck the system." Like, wear present however you want. Like, be your true self. And that's just like not the reality we live in for the most part. You should not be. You should not be. You know, doing things that will endanger you or your financial stability if those are things that you need right now. Because ultimately, like,
0: if we're talking about the
1: long con, the long run, like you do. still have to pay the light bill right yeah. the mm-hmm. rent and, yeah. and my previous job at Al Magazine I was lucky enough to work exclusively with trans, queer and trans people so like we were sending each other like pornographic memes on Slack right, and, right. and you know except that, I remember like the job before that you were in the group chat all the time being like guess
0: what these motherfuckers said
1: yes, in the oh office today. Oh my god today. white yeah. girl Chelsea oh, loved
2: her oh. anyways
1: <laughs> um, but anyways I, I do think a lot when I think about the job that I have now I'm, I'm really grateful that I have co-workers that are very sex positive and you know very progressive when it comes to thinking mm-hmm. about these things but i still find myself being like this has not been talked about in an office setting yet yep. and yeah i'm going to be the first person to do it mm-hmm. and if you've kind of tested the waters and have level set you know a certain you know boundaries and communication levels with your mm-hmm. co-workers you know test those waters i think uh, yeah. sex positivity can be a great thing at work if you're not an idiot about it you know I what mean, i mean
3: i definitely don't uh, talk about th- this type of stuff at work. Like I just don't. Mm-hmm. My coworkers wouldn't be here for it. But I don't let it stop me from talking about it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's right. sort of like the and compromise and doing it in other places in and your doing life. it in my work. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's we talk. <laughs> I talk because I'm in, insufferable a lot about the double the double bind of capitalism. It's like either you endanger your income mm-hmm. or you don't live your whole. Self, yeah. uh, and that is just something we negotiate all the time. So I've made yeah. choices where I'm a little bit more, um, you know, sort of, I guess, quote unquote, status quo or traditional when I'm in my office. But then I don't let it. It is. It's terrifying to make a podcast like this and know that it could endanger my yeah. my job. Yeah. But I'm just like, I, I refuse to live uh, with that sort of fear dictating my actual choices. But also, I agree jobs with you. Suck
0: fundamentally. Yeah, yes. you know, to some degree, for everybody.
4: I yeah. want to. So I just want to talk a little bit about we have a lot of listeners on the show actually who work in education and who work in nonprofits. Um, And so my entire sort of like adult career life has been working in the educational field in the nonprofit sector, which is in some ways a unique place because it like purports to be all about social justice and equality. But a lot of times um,
2: it's not, it
4: it, it just reifies the status quo. And so for me um, when I was at my last job, I thought that it was going to be a really safe place to work in as a queer person. My CEO was a queer woman. Um, The sport of figure skating is often considered to be a queer sport. Um, And it sort of was in terms of me talking about the idea of being gay. But as I began to sort of uncover... And, and understand in a deeper way my my gender identity and the ways in which I wanted to express myself on a daily basis. I had to really um, take a page out of what Fran was talking about earlier in terms of testing the waters, in terms mm-hmm. of when I was going to work. Did I want to wear, did I feel comfortable wearing a dress that day or a woman's top? Did I feel comfortable wearing um, boots that had high heels? Like, wh- how far was I going to go? And I would I got actually snide comments from from the CEO and from the, from the people who are in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're dealing with those things, it's so important to remember and understand also, like, like how far you feel comfortable pushing the boundaries in terms of how, what you feel your job security is and what you in terms of what you feel your financial security is. And also, what are your resources in that scenario and in that setting? A lot of times, if you're at a smaller nonprofit, you don't have like a formal HR system. And so you have to work kind of in, in different ways to make sure that certain kinds of incidents are reported if that's something that you want to do. Um, board members are often a really great resource for that kind of thing. But it's just um, to remember the idea that like... Once you start making those decisions, it's okay to move slowly and it's okay to look in the mirror sometimes and say, this might be what I want to do, but I don't feel safe doing that today. And that's completely okay.
0: This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's time we got to the meat of our discussion. The thought process spelled T H O T. And T-H-O-T. to sling your micro meat this week, it's Again. again.
3: Uh, it's not the size, it's the motion of the ocean.
0: Okay,
4: That's everybody. Nice. 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 Okay, nice. We
1: are not
4: choppy. We are not a dick
0: sizes.
3: No, podcast. I agree. I agree. That's what well, yeah. uh, I mean, sta- Dennis. <laughs> you started. Those
0: were still waters. <laughs> if we're talking about the motion of the
4: ocean, okay?
3: <laughs> oh, Tommy just wants to go to sleep. Okay, everyone. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) We're talking today about centrism. Frankly, 2020 is an interesting time in these United States. In the Obama years, when I called myself a Marxist, people literally would laugh in my face. Leftist views didn't make sense to those folks in America in the 21st century. But to me, they were the only thing that made sense as I watched wars rage on, as I saw people impacted by the prison systems, as the signs of climate change became all the more obvious, and as Obama himself drone bombed the shit out of brown folks in Pakistan. And then Trump held up a mirror to our political climate, and people saw just how badly neoliberal capitalism had failed us. The status quo is killing us. The center, I argue, will not hold. But I actually had to, you know, I grew up in a place where uh, the center, Was Republican. Like I just grew up in a very conservative place. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to recover from my own sort of ties to the status quo and to centrism, even as I was starting to understand that centrism and the status quo were not in my material interest. Mm -hmm. So to start, I want to ask the question, can you think of a time that you actually had to confront your own centrism? And what was the thing that made you reconsider it or click you out of, like, understanding that the status quo is not actually serving your interests? Mm.
1: I feel like my whole mm. childhood was, like, surrounded by discourse of seeing both sides and totally. being moderate. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, my parents were registered as Republican. uh up until you know the obama era uh and there are just a lot of things i think in my growing up where i was preconditioned to be like oh no like both sides are good like you always have to think about both sides mm-hmm. which is kind of wild but i think that's also a very midwestern ideal. i grew up mm-hmm. in in illinois
4: mm-hmm. yeah i i grew up in ohio and i'm sort of gonna echo that with friend my parents were not registered republicans but my mom voted republican for a lot of my um For a lot of my years growing up, I remember specifically from 1996, I think until 2008 or 2012, she voted Republican. My dad was a staunch Democrat. And then when I went to the high school that I went to, which was this really sort of wealthy, conservative, all boys prep school, um, I was surrounded for the first time with like a lot of teenagers who also felt the same way. And so I had never really thought about politics, but I remember that my freshman year was the 2000 election. And so having, being around these political conversations and sort of not having A particular background that I came from, coming from a home that was a little bit split. I remember very specifically thinking for a few months, I might be a Republican. Like Ah! maybe that makes sense. Like maybe Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. that's what I need to do to Mm -hmm. sort of um, be okay in this environment as well. Because I was really, really struggling at that school at that time, and I just like wanted to connect with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That passed quickly. (laughs) Uh, I'll say that
0: she dipped a toe in. She the dipped toe the toe in those water. <laughs> what about you Tommy? Um I you know I'm really struggling with this question not because I'm I think I'm virtuous or anything but because I grew up on an Indian reservation and so I feel like that like you can't mm-hmm. grow you can't politically. Yeah. I don't think it was possible for me in that time. My my father was a, was a, a part of the American Indian movement. Like yeah. they went to go occupy Alcatraz. You know what I'm talking about? Like I grew up in a very radicalized family. All right, yeah. like from jump. I went to my first protest when I was in 5th grade. So like it that part of the the political part, I don't like my parents were socialists. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. so it was it was different for for me politically. But sexually I do felt like I it was more conservative. Wow. Mm. You know, there was like <clears throat> internalized homophobia that i had to get over for sure that that kind of status quo of like things are between men and women you know that kind of a stuff like that was still like at the time reinforced uh culturally for me that i had to like confront and get over and deal with and uh-huh. understand that my, desi- but I don't know. Then I was also just like a fucking fairy th- from the from jump. Like I was yeah. never, mm-hmm. I never had a coming out thing because I was a never, I was never an in thing. Right, right, People right. People just right, always right. knew. One of my Everyone aunties went up and told mm-hmm. my mom, like, I think Tommy has an identity crisis, and she was like, if you talk about my son in front of me like that again, I will bust you in the mouth. Yeah, And like, it So it was like, so, so. I, I, I think I grew up a little bit like different than everybody else. Yeah. It, but it was a very con- like outside of the reservation was extremely conservative, but right. it was like inside, it was this like. I don't know humidor. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right.
3: I mean, I think you know. Um, Son of Baldwin has this incredible. Uh, Son of Baldwin uh, runs a, a, a great Facebook page, uh, and he has an incredible quote that says something like, "You know, I, we can disagree and love one another unless our disagreement is about is about something that's actively oppressing me." Right. right like, right. if you're a Ooh, racist, yes, we're right. not going to disagree about your racism. So it was, it
0: was, it was, it was um, like sexuality stuff, but also fat phobia. Oh, that was a that was like a kind of thing that I thought of as like it was reinforced that my parents were just like, for whatever reason, I don't know how they 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 caught diet culture. Yeah. Oh, but that was one of the ones that, like, they transmitted to me. Me too, That for there sure. was, like, some kind of ideal of thinness
1: that mm-hmm. meant virtue. Yeah. And, and
3: Absolutely. That, and that being not thin means you're lazy and mm-hmm. all of those horrible things that we're socialized to believe. Y'all right? are,
1: like, touching on something that I, like, wrote down when we were talking about, like, the impetus for this episode. And that, like, you know, the, the artifice of, like, both sides it truly goes away when one of the sides is inciting violence of some kind. Mm-hmm. Right like and so uh, more often than not we like I think a lot about you know certain like TV specials that have gone up or like cultural objects where it's just like you know a comedian takes it too far and attacks like a marginalized group and people are like it's comedy you know like what's what's wrong with that like you know we should be able to make jokes about everything and it's like no actually like it's not about like comedians getting, like, the fair ball game of, like, truly all content at large, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the fact that right. you are saying something that actually incites violence and can literally hurt people because you're teaching people how to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I will
0: agree, but I will also say that in my mind, and we can talk through this, but in my mind, it also depends on which way that conflict Is going? Mm -hmm, Is it mm -hmm. going to incite violence towards people who are marginalized by the system? Mm -hmm, Right? mm -hmm. I mean, like, are you punching down or are you sort of punching up? Mm -hmm. And I only say this because, like, again, growing up on a reservation, I did feel, and I don't necessarily feel this anymore, but I did feel growing up like a an incredible rage yeah Mm -hmm. like growing up in a community where people were slaughtered for centuries uh and hunted and like literally put on like the first pow camps in america which are Mm -hmm. reservations Mm -hmm. and then feeling like i wanted my pound of flesh Mm -hmm. you know like i wanted and that 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 it only seemed like the way that i would get that was violently
2: Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. that's
0: uh, I think that's just. I think that's patriarchy. <laughs> like I think right, that's right, right, like right, when right. when systems of of repair are left in charge of men, they often right. become like Inherently rageful violent, and violent. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like, I had to see myself out of that rage. Yeah. That mm-hmm. said,
1: as we've talked about on the show before, I think anger is a very useful tool. I think rage. I think that the ways that those those energies can manifest themselves into something that is proactive, right. to <laughs> something that has resistance, to something that you know impacts change. I believe in that.
3: You're right, friend, and I think one of the other things that centrism does is, is it says that discourse has to take place within this sphere. Right? We have to be like uh, civil. It's mm-hmm. like that civility conversation that you know, uh, anti fa because they're out there doing things like punching Nazis is somehow as evil as being an actual, an Nazi, Nazi. An actual Nazi, right? Which is right? Not true. Uh, and I, you know, there are all these myths of um, centrism in America, and that's one of them, right? This notion of civil discourse when it's like you can have civil discourse about you know killing queer and trans people those people are dying that is in civil and so like the discourse is allowed to be like incivil in response to that. I think a lot about Malcolm X's notion of Mm self-defense, right? right. That if our community Mm -hmm. is being attacked with systemic violence, that we need to take any means necessary to defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's not being inherently violent, but it is acknowledging that violence is being done to us. Mm -hmm. And
0: that you can't equivocate equivocate literal Nazis with just not wanting black people to die. Exactly, right. right.
3: And then the other thing I think about in terms of the American culture of centrism is this notion of of objectivity right that journalists have to be quote-unquote objective as though anything can be quote-unquote right. objective right mm-hmm. that they're you know what we want is like fair and balanced we want but and everything has a political uh, outlook right there yeah. are other you know, i think of my time living in france and in france everyone acknowledges that like uh le monde is kind of the center um newspaper and figaro is kind of uh far right um and that—that's just so. It's like the Wall Street Journal, right, mm-hmm. is more conservative mm-hmm. than the New York Times, and the Nation is more, you know, sort of lefty. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Americans, well, our fucking minds are blown by that, and it seems like bias, right? Also, the mm-hmm. status quo is a bias, right? It's mm-hmm. just we right. don't see it because it—we are cultured to believe that that's the normal,
1: and that the normal and is necessary. Covering yeah. journalist, I can just say that <laughs> I also do not believe in like unbiased media. Period. Yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Even, like you it's, know, the, as much as like the. Associated Press wants to be that, you know, and other, you know, outlets like it. That's just, like, not a thing. Like, we are humans. We have perspective. And who develops the standards? People. exactly, And people have biases. And especially if,
0: like, your purport, like, and, and if each media outlet is in charge of their own reporting yep. uh mm-hmm. then what they deem to be balanced is going to change with each one of them of course exactly. yeah. and, and then, i think of, of like fox news and i think of roger ailes and i think of like people talk so much about like um the divided political moment as if right. divisions didn't exist before i think right. like people right. more have like some people have a voice that they didn't have before yeah but i do think that like i think that roger ailes is the architect of so much of of what is foul about and, what's and happening Rupert right Murdoch. now. And Rupert Murdoch, yeah, yeah. And yeah.
3: Well, and the other thing, that the right has outflanked us so hard. They understand postmodernism better than most people do. They have, you know, postmodernism comes in and says, hey, everyone has a bias. You know, e- There is no such thing as objectivity. And then the right comes in there and is basically nihilist about mm-hmm. that, which means you can't trust anybody. You know, it's the deep state. It's the liberal media. It's this, it's that. Right. And, and Somebody so,
0: read George Orwell and was like, this. That, that's that. all we gotta do oh, there. we're going yeah.
3: there and so it's like they are so good at, and not just maintaining the status quo but in the past 20 years in this country the center has moved right. so mm-hmm. far mm-hmm. that like y- again this notion of centrism is absurd that we should fucking sit down and have conversations with literally people who want to exterminate large groups of humans on this and planet and with corporations
0: yeah. that are poisoning yeah. our yeah, yeah, water yeah, 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 yeah. I think of like Winona LaDuke saying someone needs To explain to me why wanting clean Drinking water makes you an activist Exactly And why proposing to destroy water with chemical Warfare
1: doesn't make you a terrorist
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly And to continue to apply it to like you know Things actually happening in our country right now, or or even honestly, to like bombshell, to like thinking yeah. about that movie and like what that movie was trying to do. Like, the, as much as I was entertained by like you know Margot Robbie and Charlize yeah. Theron and like the lesbian B plot that was like discarded very quickly. <laughs> like, I do feel like I was like, I walked out of the theater. And I was like I was like, why did we need to humanize people at? Fox, Fox News, News, who like you, literally like if you work there, you don't have a soul. Like I, use <laughs> this is like not how it is. Like there, and that movie almost sought out to seek a center, right? Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. almost sought out to see both sides. Um, I mean, I, I, I right. In in the in the, the the thing is like
0: what nuance does exist, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, what is its
1: portrayal attempting to do in this particular media? And I think honestly. I don't want to talk about this too much because we have a whole other episode to talk about it. But like the election is another great example of that. We have a lot of different candidates that are trying to either achieve moderation and centrism and all the different stuff, or they're trying to truly... Stand up for what they believe in, and to like stick to their guns and be like, "This is what I believe this whole time. This is what will create actual impactful change." And I don't care who it polarizes. Pete yeah.
3: Buttigieg always, only, ever believed in power and the status quo. Yeah, he is. He is not. Like, he Sorry, is just, honey. Uh, it was like I would like uh, my
0: first gay president not to have bombed children in Afghanistan. Like, you know what I mean? Not like, to have
3: worked at McKinsey. Yeah, you know, or trying not know. to she believes that people in prison shouldn't vote.
2: Uh, I'm uh,
0: curious uh, how y'all have dealt with. So there was this atlantic article that talked about the different types of centrists that there were ambivalent centrists apathetic centrists compromising centrists and impossible centrists and as i was like looking through each type i was thinking about like my dating history (gasps) and i'm curious how y'all have dealt with if you have dealt with uh centrist gays
4: Oh, oh my France. god I don't know what you talking about Or like in some oh. ways Are they like apolitical
0: centrist Ambivalent centrist Compromising centrist Impossible centrist
4: Dennis is A Republican? <laughs> I mean <laughs> you are truly speaking my language <laughs> right now. White centrist dick was a specialty of mine for a long time. No, um, a delicacy? A delicacy. <laughs> Say no more. Well, you can't call it a delicacy when it's not rare. Wow. But, so
2: that was go that a good...
1: Far. Once again, talking in real housewives clothes, <laughs> even though you've never seen that show.
4: The fuck? Have never seen it. Will never see it. Um, Even though I love Shrey Whitfield from Cleveland. Um... So no. So first of all, my entire like every dick I sucked in high school was a Republican dick. That's just the way it was. Right. That's um, just the product. That's, that's a product like of your environment. A pro- product of the environment. Um, what was more interesting to Wait me Wait a minute. Did that then orient you towards Republican dick for the rest of your. I have, been t- I have been telling you guys for years. It is be Stockholm syndrome is real. Stockholm that syndrome. Is the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Um, no, but I I did a lot of work in my in my like adulthood to kind of like free myself of that as as just so many things started to change. And so what was wild for me was in 2015 I dated this guy who kind of um he kind of like slipped through the cracks. I assumed he was so we, one crack in particular, we, <laughs> crack in in particular, we met, we met on like either grinder or jacked or something like that. And we struck up a conversation. He was a super cute, like almost cherub faced, curly haired, like white boy. And we had a great conversation. Um, what should have tipped me off though, was that one day we started talking and he was coming back from having visited like, like a historical, like war. Like uh, place, like a historical war, like... Um, Monument? Museum? Battleground? Yes. Like a battleground. Thank okay. you. Like a battleground in New Jersey. That should have tipped me off, but like, it, it, it didn't. I, I did not even think of that. Here we go. And, um... <laughs> I assumed that he would be like really political because he was um, he he was a painter, and I just thought that all artists understood that art is inherently political, and that it's it,
0: Thomas it, Kincaid out yes. there ready to throw a I brick at that. Waffle. I
4: fully <laughs> thought that. Anyway, we're date we've been dating for like six weeks, and I text him during um, the one of the Republican debates. This is fall of twenty fifteen, and I'm like, oh, are you watching such and such? I don't remember what it was, but I'm like, you're watching such and such, and he just absolutely just goes, I'm not political i'm not watching this and i my mind was blown because i was like you you are gay and you're like you talk about loving queer people of color in particular um and but he was a white dude but he was a white dude and i was just like that doesn't make sense to me in this in this day and age like you can't just sort of turn your face away and still expect to be like on the right side of history when when it's getting to be so so difficult so what did you fuck him again after that uh, <laughs> i we might have had one more day oh my cousin is calling from inside the house
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he had a really big day stop
0: that dick does not does not uh, uh, um, it, it does not stand yeah. in front of the politics. I'm I don't know. Lies. Also, not, that's not how I speak about my friends. Who I just dis- well, I guess he didn't disagree with him. But it's like, right. You know, when your friend is wrong for something, and you're just like, yeah, you're wrong. Like what well, you said, like you're wrong for that. You're wrong. For you it. know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yeah, going to. We're going to talk about it, and then as friends, we're probably going to get over it somehow. If I can't, sh- but teams, I actually don't have any friends.
3: I don't think that aren't. Like, way left, you know, like left of center politically. I don't have, like, I have a hard time. I, it makes me, especially in this day and age, it's so violent to me, right? To be a centrist or to be a a Republican. I, and I can't allow that type of energy into my friend sphere. I I don't really
0: think I do either, but there are certain times when you're just dating as a person in the world when, you know, I just assume that everyone's going to be like us. And then, you know, two weeks into it, he's like, Wait, what does MAGA stand for? Right right, like, right, 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 oh, right, You're like, oh, how God. do you not know? Um, but then I also sometimes, like, you know, you'll be on, like, because I travel a lot. I was on a plane one time next to this lady. And we were talking very jovial. We, you know, had, like, a fun conversation. She had gave me some gummy bears. It's always a good sign for me. Unfortunately, yep. they were not edibles. They were regular gummy bears. But I'll look past it. And mm-hmm. then um, and it was, like, a, a cross-country flight. So it was, like, six hours of us paying attention to ourselves. And then as we're, like, descending into New York, I look over and she's watching Fox News. And I was like, oh, there's how there's did there. you? Oh, mm-hmm. They look just like us. They, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> wow. they do. And
4: sometimes they want our friendship just like this is white women who aren't but, yes. Republicans.
0: But then it, then it turns out she was watching Samantha B. Making fun of a segment of Fox oh, oh, yeah. so, News. I was like, "Oh, thank okay, oh, But averted. you never, Christ you averted. never
4: know. on these
3: travels. Someone in my, someone sitting next to me. This was a couple, and they were um, sharing the following book triggered mm-hmm. by Donald Trump oh, Jr. God. Oh.
4: oh, God! Yikes.
0: Do you know people like friends of yours who are like they feel sort of obligated to follow certain, some of these people on Twitter or something like that because they're just like, well, I mean, we should be seeing this from all angles. I do.
3: So I actually uh, I signed myself up for a bunch of Republican list serves uh years ago you're in the george w bush era because i felt like it was important to monitor the rhetoric of my enemy you know what i mean to sort of understand the rhetorical tools that they're using mm. to sort of do their uh center right, try, their, their, their right wing uh, activism same, but i try wow. like it's like
0: i tried to it's watch fox news it's a lot one or two times and i was just like i this is i have blood pressure to Think about it's a lot. <laughs> yes. It's a lot.
3: I, I the the longer we go in these this era, I mean, we're also so inundated with that stuff because the the president is just spouting all of that nonsense all right. of the time. It's, it's just pure it's fucking right wing mm-hmm. propaganda. Mm-hmm. So it's like I used to have to go in search of those things because it wouldn't be in my bubble, and now it's just there yeah. all the fucking time. So I feel much less obligation to spend my actual time searching out things that are going to make me right because white supremacy is yeah. coming down the pipeline, but yeah, yeah, we yeah. want. It or not
1: something so, that we're oh no go for it tonight. i
4: was just gonna say like kind of on the the because also being friends with people versus dating them is very different like when it comes to the friend conversation every so often i have met someone who um i discovered was like on a different end of the the other end of the political spectrum for me maybe not like very far right but p- people who were voting republican um and so like i became really close with someone in graduate school and i they actually said something that made me realize in our very first conversation. Oh, I think that person's a Republican. Um, and we managed to become incredibly close friends. And I can one say that I've never felt more loved and cared for in a friendship relationship than in this in this per- in my relationship with this person. But the other thing I'll say is that like I can understand how some people want to like spend time with those people in their lives and try and get them to be on the right side. And like mm. after, well, frankly, like after the two two thousand twelve election. Um, this friend's politics started to change really dramatically in that in, in those next few years like she had a baby she saw the world very very differently now she's like really far on the left side of things and it's been a sort of beautiful thing about our friendship because um, we both see each other in these much fuller ways and so I just I guess I just will say well it's never our like responsibility to necessarily have to do that every so often there might be a person that works their way into your life that is worth Spending some time with and and working on them in these ways. And you can be be, kept and save a home. And that can can be
1: okay. Are
4: you a white woman whisperer, Dennis?
1: (laughs) Actually, you are. It's amazing. I mean,. I think you know. something else that we're all touching on uh, that maybe is a good note to end on is like if you have someone in your life who maybe is not on the right side or you know what, what Tommy likes to talk about a lot of the times is like there's a difference between complicit in something and being conscripted in something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if it's
3: family you know you can't choose your family right? right? Mm-hmm. I think a
1: lot about oh no uh, a while ago there was that this viral clip uh, from Project Runway wherein oh, Carly yes. Claus yes. was oh. called out for being related to the Kushners. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's dating She's married, married to a Kushner. Yeah. She's right, married yeah. to a Kushner. And so there are a few hairy things that go into this. One um, among them being that we don't know a ton about Carly Claus's actual liberal views and, and her husband's, other than the fact that they are liberal leaning and they vote, are voting as Democrats. Again. And they voted against and Trump they vote. and they yeah. plan to
0: vote against Trump in 2020. Right, right, yeah. right.
1: But, you know, I think that, you know, I, I don't want to g- get on here and defend Carly Claus by any means. However, I th- immediately was like... Uh, I was like, oh, that like sucks. She was like conscripted into this thing. She she kind of fell in love with it, a person, unluckily.
4: You know what I mean? And she was 19 <clears throat> when she met him. But
1: the difference to me is like, if you are Carly, Kla- if you're in a situation that is similar to Carly Klaus's, all you have to do is get on a public platform and be like, fuck Trump. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the difference. Right? Yeah. You, you, you stand up for things that you believe in, even if it's hard and hurts people and makes things more complicated for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Like, don't, right. don't be a coward. Like, stand up right. and tell people what you actually believe believe in if you're si- like your yeah. silence will not protect you obviously yeah, no. quoting Audrey Lord but and, and aside from that you know it'll only last so long right yep. Yeah. that's
0: Meghan Markle's like listen I'm being Canada
2: love um, be the Megan Markle in all of us so.
0: <laughs> mm, I'm feeling full but like
1: I could fit one
0: more thing inside of me Dennis knows how I feel always and our dessert this week is The Blackening. So The Blackening is a short, uh Comedy Central short. You can find it on YouTube right now. Uh, that was recently announced that is it is going to become a feature. Now, Eww. the the conceit of The Blackening is it's a, uh, a group of black friends being chased through the woods by a serial killer. And he corners them in this house. And uh, the main person who is the love of joe's life just kidding but uh, the, the, the first person oh, well. who falls and like you think is getting killed by the serial killer he comes back in the house and he's like listen the serial killer kind of got fucked up because you know in these movies the first person that he kills is the black person but we were all black and so like he didn't know what to do with that and because when i fell i sounded like a white woman he kind of just let me go
2: <laughs> but what he
0: said was he'll let the rest of us go if we set if we give him the blackest one of us. Well, oh, my
1: my god. God. Oh, my god. oh my god! 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 And
0: so it is five minutes of each one of them trying to prove to the others that they aren't as black as the others. So <laughs> one of no. them is like, one of them is like, I watch Gilmore Girls every day, and I let my daughter call me a bitch. And then one of them, oh them, like, oh like, one of them is so like, bad. I'm not the blackest because I let my dog kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and then um, one of them is like, they're like, No, you're the blackest. Like you're from Africa, and he's like, But I'm from South Africa. We're like charlie, charlie yeah. Yeah. um and then ultimately then they're like they're, they're the one like then they turn to the one who's gay and they're like what about you and you're like i mean i thought just i mean i couldn't be sacrificed because i'm black and gay and they're like no but you like, could be and he was like i voted for trump <laughs> no. no and so then the final thing that they do is then they say like okay the person like everyone um spill your backpacks onto the table and the person who has hot sauce is the blackest one oh my. and we send them <laughs> outside and it happens to be the gay one and they send them outside and they're all looking like really, um, uh, like, guilty. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, but for, for real though, like how, how many of you had hot sauce? And they all kind of start to pull them out of their <laughs> pockets <laughs> and, the backpacks and put them on the table. And they're like, but no, he had to die. He voted for Trump. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so uh, funny. It's, it is, good. it's,
3: it is, um, starring, uh, Black gay stand-up comedian who I adore, Dwayne Perkins. So fucking hilarious. Check out his Instagram. He's amazing. Uh, and he's going to uh, co-write the the feature, actually. Mm. So,
1: Oh, it's going to be made into a movie. It's yes, made, yes, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So, you know, just beyond this short and the movie that's going to come out of it, check out his stand-up comedy is breakout
4: role Mm -hmm. also so just shout out to my cousin tyler McIntosh who helped to produce this segment at comedy central um we like to do cute things in our family and i just want to say that i felt extreme i'm i am sure that in no way was i like did I inspire anything in this but the character who says she lets her daughter call her a bitch and she watches Gilmore Girls every single day I mean that one is me I do watch Gilmore (laughs) Girls every single day and she's also she's well like a couple times a week
0: (laughs) some other highlights from that were uh, I I I'm not like my favorite seasoning is mayonnaise. Um, ah! One of them was like, I prefer kale to greens. Wow, uh, I do th- prefer
4: kale to greens. One thought
0: that like, quinoa w- had something to do with Kwanzaa. Like <laughs> it was just, it's so hilarious. Just, just,
3: just one liners.
0: Yes, I, I'm not sure how this feature, how they're going to turn this short into a feature, but I am so happy that they did because uh, I don't know if y'all know, but I also uh, host this podcast called Scream Queen, Never a heard podcast of her. about scary movies mm-hmm. for people not typically depicted in scary movies, and it's uh, talking about scary movies from like an indigenous and queer and black perspective with me and my co-host Dre Washington uh, and we talked a lot about this short and whether or not we wanted it to be one of the segments on our show oh, and wow. so we'll definitely Ooh. be incorporating the feature when yeah. it does come out amazing, mm, amazing. such a good dessert mm. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our new home at iHeartRadio. Our producer is technically a tortellini, Alexandra De Palma. <laughs> no. A tortellini! Our a spicy pepperoni! Our production manager is technically a mango white claw, Elizabeth D. And our <laughs> social media manager is technically Jennifer Aniston, Christina Tucker. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, or Dennis wears
3: bootcut jeans. Oh wow, what's he? see. They're, they're in right now, right, Fran? They're in? They are.
2: I feel so. like they're
4: coming back in. They're in. You know?
0: oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Tommy teens Pico. You can find me at Hey Teeves H E Y T E B S on all relevant
4: social media. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on anything you want. I'm Dennis, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden T-H-E-E-A-R-L-T-E-N-T-E-N. And I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at ww.josemondson.com
0: find us on Instagram as gay sluts who read and join us on Facebook and Twitter at food for thought pod where each week we pin some questions at the top of our page to continue the discussion of this week's main topic sign up for our newsletter to see a list of everything we're reading and some extra time at foodforthoughtpodcast.com and finally send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com as always. That's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled how?
3: T-H-O-T. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?